Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, Kobe Brown absolutely cooked in the summer league yesterday, so we're going to talk about that um, to start the show, as well as a bunch of recruiting stuff for football, men's basketball, and some more baseball stuff, um, including, of course, an update on Ryan Wingo's timeline, the big five-star, with some links to Mizzou. We'll do quick hits, and then we're going to finish the show talking a little uh, Tennessee football with all the sanctions. Um, We're going to break all that down and just kind of what it means and what they're implicated in with one of the powerhouses of the SEC facing some football peril. Um, So a great show coming up for all you guys. The Unwritten Rule starts right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, July 17th. And Kenny and Peyton, Kobe Brown is uh, named after Kobe Bryant. Did you, did you guys know that? Because apparently no one knew that ever before until, yeah, stunned, uh, until before his um, performance on Friday night for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, he confirmed that in a little post-game interview with the broadcasters that set um, a little bit of NBA Twitter afire. Everybody who was a Mizzou sports fan just told him a thing they already knew. But, yeah, Kobe Brown, named after Kobe Bryant. Glad we cleared that up. Um 35 points. Uh, Kenny Payton, fact check me on these stats. I went off my memory. I think I have these all right. 35 points, eight rebounds, four steals, three assists, two blocks, and I believe shooting seven of 10 from three point range. He was absolutely everywhere in the Clippers um, win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, a win also that, crazy enough, they because of the way the summer league works, they need to. Uh, they needed to win by at least 13. They were down by 21 uh, at one point and pulled it all the way back to win the game by 11, mostly thanks to Kobe's contributions. <laughs> it was pretty wild stuff. Um, was definitely, you know, I know my Twitter timeline, I was I was firing off tweets um, left and right, just spamming Kobe Brown stuff. But yeah, Kenny Payton, what a performance. Certainly proving why he deserved that first round nod um, to the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, it only it took him a couple games. He had a couple weaker games uh, from beyond the arc, but my gosh, he uh, made up for it in a big way. I mean, that was his uh, point total there. Thirty five is higher than his college high. It took him only a few games to do that. And yes, it is just the summer league still. But I mean, these are still guys that are going out there to compete. Some guys, I mean, take the summer league as like basically a lifeline to try and get in the NBA, just break through there. Um, so hopefully, I mean, it was, it, we can look back and say this was like legitimate competition that he did it with. Obviously he's not going to go in, in the regular season. He's not going to go off for 35 points unless something truly heinous has happened to the Clippers roster. Um, <laughs> but gosh, if he can just be like someone you can bring off the bench, just be, be able to get you a couple points, grab a few boards. I mean, that's valuable for a late, late 
quite literally the last first round pick. You really saw that humble side of Kobe after the game too. The Clippers got the cameras in their face from the social media team. They're like, because he didn't even know how many points he scored. And they said, oh, he had 33, 35. He was like, oh, that's more than I had at Mizzou. And he's just a big smile on his face. You know, that's a Kobe we know, the Kobe we've seen. And he can get on the floor and he can get your face. He can pump the, you know, the muscles at you. We saw him do that in that block uh, two games ago. Another game tonight. It's just really cool to see from Kobe. Um, One of the big things, I think we mentioned this before, is that Paul George – um, was at one of these games and was watching Kobe play. And he was like, you know, he's he's doing the little things. I mean, he's getting in there. Um, he gets dirty, but, you know, he can play really well. And um, it's really good praise to hear from a guy like Paul George, who has been a multi-time All-Star and is one of the best players on the Clippers. Yeah, we had, like, he definitely, he's getting good at the stare down, Kobe mm-hmm. is. And the, and the little, you're right, like the kind of the flex, just not not all the way, you know, with the 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 traditional one, but he just kind of, he's, he's good at the stare down, I guess. And yeah, Peyton, you mentioned the post-game interview. It was pretty funny. I mean, you know, obviously they, they confirmed for themselves that they, that he was named after Kobe Bryant. I don't know how you don't just research that. It's not that hard to find, but um, yeah, he was, he was super tired. Like Kenny said, really humble, um, you know, after the game, they asked him about, I don't know if y'all, if y'all watched or, or heard the commentators talk about this, they, they told a story that I, I didn't know about this is that um, he was trying to improve like his diet when he was at Mizzou, but he bought like a smoker and another thing. And they were talking about like, like what he would cook. And they asked him about that. Um, very, very random stuff. They were like, I think they were just like, did you, did you ever cook any vegetables on, on the smoker? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, no, they were only used for like, you know, garnish or whatever, which I thought was kind of funny, but yeah, very cool for him to get the the spotlight. He had a block or a steal off of an inbound pass when it was like 98, 90 Clippers. And that, you know, he punched it on the other side on a, on a one on zero um, to make it a hundred to 98 and seal their win. Um, and yeah, I mean, breaking down the performance a little bit more, like Peyton said, you know, he's not going to be able to take 19 shots from the field in a regular NBA game. He won't be on the court long enough to even come close to doing that. But the defensive impact I think for me is what is what has carried over from all of his games, even one, the ones when he wasn't scoring as much. Um, he's been great on the glass, um, averaged, I think, 8.8 rebounds. I'm looking at a tweet. Uh, Hoops Hype ranked their best uh, players of the NBA Summer League, put Kobe fourth um, in that list. So, you know, he's he's making noise. And, I mean, this is a first-round pick. We know his contract's guaranteed. But, like like you said, Peyton, if he can get someone like Paul – or Kenny, I think, said this, the Paul George thing, like if he can get some of the support from those those better players, like – he, he's going to be he's going to be a guy that, that is, is proving to be very useful no matter how limited his minutes are. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just really, really cool to see. And yeah, 35 points. Unbelievable. He broke his he broke his Mizzou total in the NBA already. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's that's just really impressive. I don't know if you all have any other any other thoughts on it, but yeah, I just I mean, it was so fun. Kenny did say it best. Like uh, I did see because Kobe reposted it to his Instagram story. Um, just as repost as everything. Kenny- yeah, he's everything. Because it's true story. He's got. I think he's a bot. That. He's gotten. I think he's a bot that does it. So he's gotten better. I did notice he didn't repost a couple people. Um, but, <laughs> um, no. But the second the camera was in Kobe's face, you saw him look over and then get like that shy grin. Like Kobe was very, very humble when he was at Mizzou, and it's just good to see that he's still kind of got the whole just shy, but nice nature i mean everyone seems to love him when they talk to him he's a great interview um and yeah we know what he's capable of i mean we saw it here for 
for four years. Um, so I'm I'm happy for him. Hopefully it continues. Hopefully he carves out a nice role with the Clippers. I have one joke comment to make before we move on from Kobe. Um, I know that a lot of the the football or the basketball players lived at uh, Brookside townhomes where Peyton used to live. It's a good area to have a smoker back there. I mean, those, those nice little backyards. Peyton had one. <laughs> Peyton actually like his room backed up to the backyard, and so we could have could have a smoker. So Peyton could have been out there with Kobe. Little um, barbecue, yeah. Little barbecue with him, but he decided collab. not to. He decided to move wow. into the city and live in a high rise. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton on the move. Um, yeah. The only other. Uh, the only thing is, of course, Kobe, he'll get a chance to kind of build off that performance uh, Sunday when we're recording this uh, Sunday night. Kobe's going to face off against his teammate, Demoy Hodge from Mizzou Clippers Lakers um, at 9 p.m. So I'll definitely be tuning in um, to see who kind of who kind of comes out on top there. Demoy certainly has been um, impressive in the summer league as well, especially for an undrafted guy. A lot more to play for for him. Um, contract situation wise than than Kobe Brown. So yeah, plenty to plenty to look forward to for um those two. And yeah, Kobe again, 35 points, breaking his Mizzou career high for the Clippers. Very, very exciting stuff. Um I'll stick in the basketball realm first. We have um recruiting for men's basketball. Dennis Gates is still on the move. Just a quick, I guess little update. Um Bishop Boswell, who is on three's 50th ranked recruit put Mizzou in his top six um, along with Georgia, Xavier, Wake Forest, Tennessee, and South Carolina. So some, some decent hitters uh, along with Mizzou, obviously Tennessee being probably the most notable in terms of their, their recent men's basketball performances, but um, guys, any thoughts on, on Boswell and Gates? We've seen an interesting kind of 2024 recruiting trail for him so far with the Dallas Thomas stuff. And he of course has a couple guys already. Um, I mean, I would say it is kind of funny that this dropped quite literally like in the waning seconds of Kobe's performance in the summer league, um, because that's something Dennis Gates can point to. He can point to Demoy Hodge. He can point to Kobe Brown and really hang his hat on that as a recruiting tool. I mean, he could just literally get Bishop Boswell in into a room and to show him mock drafts from before the season that didn't have Kobe going anywhere. And then Kobe dropping 35 in the summer league. And obviously a lot of that is going to be just Kobe making his own improvements, just making himself a better player, but it can take a little credit for that. If you're Dennis Gates and um, Mm -hmm. also just reading through the list, um, I would think Mizzou's in decent shape here uh, simply because he's already taken an official visit there. He's taken an official visit to Xavier, I believe an unofficial to Georgia. Um, I will say I would think right now Mizzou's two biggest competitors here would be Tennessee uh, and um, Xavier, simply because he's visited Xavier already. He just picked up an offer from Tennessee, and they still were able to crack his top six. Um, so I would that would indicate there's some interest from him there. Uh, but I would think Mizzou probably feels good about where they're at. Um, maybe they'll have him on campus again, but definitely good to see that all a lot of 2024 recruits are certainly interested in Mizzou. I'm looking at his, he's a four star right now in the class of 2024, and I'm looking at the prediction uh, machine on on three because on three was the one who reported this. Joe Tipton, of course, who's their uh, lead basketball reporter. 
Um, he's a four star on all outlets, you know, rivals.com, ESPN 247 as well. Uh, their prediction machine right now has Mizzou at 33.3%. That's right behind Xavier, which is leading the charge at 38.1%. Kind of reading through this article as well um, from Joe Tipton. Joe Tipton always likes to get like a few quotes or you know a few words on each each team and just what's really stood out. Um, the first the first one was Missouri, and he said, "What the coaches see in me and for me at Mizzou and the time head coach Gates has already invested in me in a short time." I mean, the the, the quote doesn't really make all that much sense. I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like there wasn't a verb in there, but um, it sounds like there's a lot of investment there from Coach Gates. I will point out his shortest quote was about Mizzou. Um, his longest Uh-oh. quote was about Tennessee. Interesting. You have to read through that, though. The Tennessee one is because he had to throw in an extra sentence about um, Tennessee just offering him the week before. There was no extra sentence. It was one run-on sentence. Oh, well. It was a, it was a really long added sentence. added extra bit about. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He does like the history of the program in Tennessee is what he also said. Yeah. The Tennessee um, program that is basically comparable to Mizzou in men's <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Um, so comparing sentences aside, it seems like it's very prototypical Gates here um, on the recruiting trail um, for yet another uh, another four star prospect. So we'll keep monitoring, obviously, Boswell's situation um, with that top six and see if if Mizzou continues to be a contender for him there. Um, staying on the recruiting trail. We have Ryan Wingo news, exciting stuff for Mizzou football. Um, We learned over the weekend that he will announce his commitment on December 20th. That is, of course, the first day um, of the early signing period for 2024 recruits. Kenny and Peyton, Mizzou seems to have a better chance with him over Williams Winery. I think we've we've talked about that um, extensively enough. But, um, you know, with this kind of kind of break, we know now the timeline for recruiting Wingo up until when he's going to decide. you know, what does that mean for Mizzou? And have there been maybe any updates on, on where they stand with, with Wingo? I mean, Wingo being December 1st or December 20th, was it? I forget the exact date. In December, long ways off. December 20th, very, I believe. Yeah. Very, very, mm-hmm. very good uh, news for Mizzou, um, I would say, because Mizzou has a chance to really, if they win eight games, I'd say, I think that shows Wingo, hey, We've got a lot of positive momentum here. Um, they can pitch that to him. That's probably the one thing that really bogs down the Mizzou in the running for Wingo is that right now, Wingo can't even be sure Drinkwitz will be around next year. Um, uh, I do remember him saying that the coaching staff has a great relationship with his family. Uh, that That's always a plus. Um, but he did also say he has to do what's best for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And Mizzou's going to have an opportunity now to kind of show, hey, this is a program you can come and start to win. You can be a big part of it. Um, it, it definitely is better than Wanary. Wanary is committing August 1st, I believe I saw, and that is probably not going to go Mizzou's way. Um, but Wingo, I think that's very good news for them. They've been getting a lot of good news about Wingo recently, so hopefully they can – start winning some games in the regular season and carry that over to his recruitment. My initial thoughts are that, you know, when you announce your commitment right during you know, the first day of the uh, early signing period, there's no chance of flipping you. Um, I mean, it's very hard to flip a five-star to begin with, especially when they announce their commitment so late. 
And if Ryan Wingo does land at Texas, of course, that is where director of football recruiting for 24-7, Steve Wolfong, as Crystal Baldham um, right now. Um, you know, I think whoever he commits on that first day is who he's signing with. I mean, it, I didn't see it on the tweet or any of the reports if he's going to actually sign that day. That's usually what happens, though, when you see guys like this announce their commitment. They're just going to hit that. Uh, I think it's the NLI. It's not NIL, but NLI is your national letter <laughs> of intent. And I think that's uh, he might he might sign it right then and there. Yeah, a lot of acronyms in college football. A lot of, a lot of yeah. keep track of. But yes, that, I think that's a good point, Kenny. Is that it seems like you know with this decision, it's uh, this is where I'm going, and I'm I'm fully locked in. There's not going to be a, um, I forget who was the who was the Oregon guy again that that Oregon got to flip from from Mizzou. Sione, Sione Gray. That's Sione Gray. So there won't be a situation like that if he does choose Mizzou. It's it would seem, um, mm-hmm. at least. So yeah, Ryan Wingo, um, December twentieth. We're going to learn where he'll go. So Mizzou has obviously that 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 season to to like Peyton said maybe go eight and four or, or something like that and you know you know Drinkwitz is safe a lot of a lot of details still to be worked out there um only other recruiting thing um I've got gentlemen Mizzou baseball Carrick Jackson landing another recruit we had um the two guys uh last week um and Curtis and Corona which I was watching some videos of Jarrett Curtis little side note I'm I'm excited to see him play he looks pretty decent it was just that like a little showcase of him. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, they said like he broke some sprint record. I, I don't remember exactly he's what. Fast. The, yeah, he's, he's apparently really fast. Peyton said it, and I was I was following mm-hmm. up. So first and foremost, I'm excited about Curtis. But can you guys break down um, landing another recruit, Carrick Jackson, uh, for Mizzou baseball in 2024? Yeah, I mean he's starting to finally fill out his roster for next year. Uh, he's tweeted like 20 bat signals in the last week. A lot of those are going to be 2024 commits that we don't really hear about for a bit. Um, but, I mean, Jettier Hernandez, I mean, they needed a catcher. Fargo uh, departed for Tennessee. Uh, Trey Morris was out of eligibility, I believe. And I believe Dylan Leach is still in the portal. I don't remember if he signed anywhere yet. Um, but they needed a catcher. Uh, Hernandez, decent hitting numbers, I would think. I wouldn't think it would translate very well to the SEC, so maybe he's more of a defensive backstop. I just, I, I'm not so sure. Um, but mm-hmm. you got to get, you got to start getting bodies at the position. Um, certainly doesn't hurt to get a guy this early because it likely means you have a lot of faith in him. He's played a lot of summer ball. Um, he's played in three different summer ball leagues: um, the Trenton Generals, played for Burlington and Wareham. Um, just looking at the, the numbers initially, though, uh, he's, he's a contact guy. Um, he's just putting the ball in play. There's not a lot of slugging behind him. One thing that really stood out to me is those 24 walks to 15 strikeouts. Good approach there in your sophomore season. Of course, we don't know if that's going to translate to SEC competition. There are, there are some good pitchers in the Big East. Of course, the Big East pitcher of the year went in the third round this year to the Astros. Um, but y- Yadier, uh, Yadier Hernandez, my favorite part of this whole situation, I was looking through his Twitter I, I don't know if this is actually Yachty's chest protector, but he has a Yadier Molina chest protector that says Yachty and has the number four on it. Of course, it's the old Rawlings that Yadier Molina used to wear. I think Yadier moved to Nike through his, late, his last couple seasons. So I think maybe Yadier donated one to him or he maybe bought it somewhere, but it, it looks pretty cool on him. Let's sure hope That'll... he's more like early career Yachty. <laughs> I mean, there's our shot at the Cardinals for the episode. Yeah, there's the the Cardinals shot. I was going to say, too, that might might make a lot of Mizzou fans happy because there's, of course, a lot of Cardinals fans that'll probably be be rooting for him now and him coming in. But yeah, um, 
so yeah, another another recruit, Yadier Hernandez, committing to Mizzou baseball. Carrick has been um, active as we've seen um, with the two transfers last uh, that we talked about last show. So it was seeming have Mizzou baseball news always down the pipeline. Um, okay, good recruiting. One, good recruiting. One stuff. more oh, yeah, hit on uh, Jeremy McLennan. Uh, from CBC in St. Louis, class 2024 wide receiver, uh, tweeted today, so we're not going to have it for you on this show, but he said his top five is coming out 4 p.m. Sunday. Um, of course, Ohio State looks like the favorite, according to 247, Oregon right behind him. Mizzou was in his top 12. I, I don't always understand tweeting a top 12 graphic, but um, <laughs> get your social media presence out there, and um, I'm sure Mizzou might fall into that top five just because it's an in-state school. They'll yeah, probably so be we'll, the only team he hasn't visited in this top five, just mm-hmm. because they're there down the road. He, it yeah. will be there'll be a throw in. They're not going to get in the club. Yeah, <laughs> so Payne's I've uh, already, but they're, well, they're totally hit. not getting him. I was actually looking at his Twitter because I remember right. when he was visiting, like during the season, and I think I DM'd him once. I'm looking at it. Um, I sent him like a pretty like, you know, maybe two or three sentences. And I said, uh, do you know when you'll be visiting Mizzou? And he just said tomorrow. That's it. Just nothing <laughs> else. <laughs> I sent him like two or three um, uh, sentences. But yeah, it so was he unofficial, right? UB. December 10th, it looks like. Yeah, I think it was just like a game visit. So it wasn't. I have no idea if it was. He official hasn't taken an official, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah. It was, unlucky it was Mizzou's chances. Looking unlikely there, but we'll have that hit, I'm sure, if, if Mizzou is still in that. I also I love top thirty graphics. Those are my favorite. It's just a I love of offer lists. Offer lists. Oh, oh yeah, offer oh, lists just loaded. Oh, ungodly. Yeah. Just just like, find oh, your put, logo. He put FIU right next to right next to Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely Georgia. thinking about those two schools with the same amount of Georgia amount is of next intensity. to UTSA. Go Roadrunners. Two one zero. Um, all right. Yeah. Good. Uh, good Mizzou news, uh, segment. We will have a McClellan, of course, next show that hit, even though Peyton's already ruling it out, which fair enough. Um, but and yeah, with that, we will segue over to overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee free overdraft with the chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals 24 banking services and debit card provided by the bank bank NA or Stripe bank NA members FDIC spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply quick hits. All right. Uh, quick hits time. Kenny, get us started. Jerseys of the weekend. Jersey of the weekend. Uh, we're going to dip our feet back into the Mizzou football world and go with Cody Schrader. Uh, switched his number to number seven. Of course, that was Dominic, Lover, Dominic Lovett's number last season. Um, big move there for Cody Schrader, who was in Division II football not too long ago. Yeah. He has a cool uh, lion tattoo. I interviewed him about it once. We also saw him at a uh, bar after the whole game last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, have heard, I have heard about that story. Mm-hmm. Nice, guy. Um, nice guy. Anyway, Peyton. With Mizzou. My jersey of the week, DeAndre Golston. OSE Lions, or just the Mizzou one. Probably no way out But We can make uh, a Photoshop. You better than Bleach Report. Golston was the third uh, Tiger from last year to go pro. Um, obviously, Des Moines and uh, Kobe are kicking in the summer league. Uh, DeAndre will be going overseas. He'll have an opportunity with the OSE Lions of the uh, Hungarian league. So good luck to him. Hopefully he kills it over there. There's a chance. I mean, I don't know anything about the Hungarian league. His play style may be perfect over there. He might put up numbers. Peyton, you had a, you had a really funny tweet about it where you said the, you tweeted the video of the Tennessee buzzer beater and you said, Deandre Golston to the 
Etero move packs in his third game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the the Tennessee buzzer beater. So yeah, he's green gonna, light goals. Rain him, man. He's so good he, at those. He might be like so good against like some of that competition. Might be like translatable to some like a, a college league. You know, may, and, I don't know. Maybe in the the U.S. Uh, that they might yeah. like treat him like a god. Like he's just like so good. <laughs> like there's like he's like he's like the LeBron of their he's team. I feel like I could see that happening. It's good funny. yeah you never know we literally had a spelling bee of hungarian cities like two weeks ago. yeah oh yeah, yeah Great time. go check out go check out that uh reel or or tiktok um yeah he uh he, he he's been tweeting too about he said he's had a fire lit under him after not being picked up or going to any combine or anything for the league so now you got your chance see how he see how he does um my jersey of the week lebron james number 23 uh, you might be asking yourself, he already wore 23. No, he didn't. He switched to six, and now he's switching back uh, because they are – so the NBA retired number six for Bill Russell last season. LeBron, they let LeBron wear it for a year, and now he's switching back to 23. Very exciting stuff. Um, another way to grit the Lakers in the in the headlines for the offseason. Um, my more beef with this is uh, go, everyone go on Bleach Report's Twitter because Bleach Report decided to Photoshop LeBron – back into 23 even though he already <laughs> wore it and they could have just used a real photo and the photoshop is awful absolutely awful um peyton has no issue with it for some reason but it looks, it great. looks terrible it looks um, terrible but no this is a classy move from Levanti trace uh well, that's it welcome back Le to mm-hmm. what yeah, is 23 uh, is a great number i heard anthony uh, davis is switching his to just the disney logo um so he's not gonna wear 23 anymore he's gonna have a disney logo a Disney. It's actually just the it's actually just the the symbol of the hospital because he's always injured. That's his that's his new number. Come on, man. Class. You take a shot. Yeah, classless. That was a classless joke. What? He's he always can't hurt. Control his health. That's not his fault. Ah. You, All right. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't injured last year. It's not. It's fine. It's going spelling to the spelling B. We're going to the spelling B this week. Uh, we're gonna, I got this idea from Peyton because uh, he had a beat on the WNBA All Star Game uh, oh, yeah. for Friday. So the spelling me this week is going to be players from Team Stewart and Team Wilson. I'll let you guys choose who wants to start. Peyton. Jack Knowlton. Peyton. Jack's going first. Peyton's going right. first. Jack's going first. Dewana Bonner. I guess we don't choose. Dewana? Dewana Bonner. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> D. Mm-hmm. W? Nope. Oh. Okay. That's not good. That's how I would have gone. D A W. Nope. <laughs> we didn't even get two letters into the into this one. Uh, Dewana Bonner's name is spelled D E W A N N A B O N N E R. Oh, I guess Dewana. That, that makes Bonner. yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You would have gotten Bonner. Is that what you just said? Yeah, that's an easy. One. <laughs> All right, Cheyenne Parker. Oh, it's easy. Come on, you got this. Guy. You're going. You're going, Peyton. That's not how this works, but okay. No, it is. Yeah, I went first last time. You're going first. C H E Y E N N E. What was her last name? Parker. Parker. D A R K E R. There you go. Uh, for the third she name, that one. Nolan. Starting center for Team Wilson, uh, Elijah Boston. What? What? Uh, Elijah what Boston. What did you just say, Kenny? Team Wilson. <laughs> Do, do you said, mean Aaliyah Boston? Yeah, you mean Aaliyah Boston. Oh, Aaliyah Boston. Right. What did I say? <laughs> did I say Elijah? Elijah. 
It's a. Oh, I didn't say Elijah. I didn't I say Elijah. I... Yeah, you did. Yes, no, I didn't. Play the recording <laughs> yes, back. Did. I did not say it's Elijah. Quite literally, oh, oh, play the recording. Say less, dude. It's burned onto a recording that's going to be put on a server that outlasts humanity. So it, you said Elijah, Elijah yeah. Boston for for all of eternity. It's a, it's a Leah Boston, I believe, and I don't even does it doesn't even have a J, J in it. I don't think. I don't think I said a J. So I don't know where you got it, Elijah. From. <laughs> I didn't say a J. You said Elijah. Okay, spell her Elijah. Spell her name. Y'all are just y'all. Y'all don't know how to spell it. That's why you're. No, I don't know how to spell it. I covered a game with her last year. A L. Uh. I. Y A H. Yeah. B O S T O N. Okay, nice. I was hoping I've also covered Leo Bosses. So I was hoping I spelled the name right. Nice. All right. Uh, last name. Peyton's going to go here. Uh, Kaylee Copper. K A. There's a trick in here. Yeah, it's right here. It's either Y. I'm going to say it is Y. Nope. Jack. Kaylee Copper. K A L. Okay. Whoa. K A E. Nope. <laughs> what on earth? K A H. Oh, is it L E A H? Oh, Kaylee. And then copper C O P P. Too many forms of Kaylee. Too many. Yeah. Too many Swiss spell out. All right. Crap. Uh, best beats of the week. Uh, Jack and I are going to stick in the tennis world after missing horribly um, on Wimbledon. Uh, we're going to the. <laughs> we're going to, warned us. We're going to the Swedish Open, and I got Sebastian Baez. Uh, winning his first round. The money line is minus 261. I'm not going with the underdog here in the Federico Correa, uh, Sebastian Baez lock. Um, yeah, you guys picked against the favorite. I said that was dumb and I was right about was. that. But then I picked a favorite and they lost. So I'm going to go with an underdog this week. We're going over to the Nippon leagues. Uh, we're going to take the to- Tohoku, Tohoku Rakuten Golden Eagles. They're plus 122 over the Chiba Lot Marines. I don't know who's on either of these teams. Hopefully, Munataka Murakami is on one of them because he's my favorite <laughs> player. But He's your favorite um, player, but you don't know who he plays for. I don't know who he plays for, but his show, his uh, card in Diamond Dynasty in the show is crazy cool. So, Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I'm still wearing the Wimbledon hat because the – men's finals going on right now i'm like i'm leaning to check the score because they're in the fifth set right now as we're recording this with alcaraz and Djokovic. who kenny we we are dumb for not just betting on those two um we both picked the the underdogs and yeah it was not even close in either of the semifinals so we'll see um i think i think alcaraz is winning the the fifth set right now so um he might oh. be about to to dethrone novak but uh i am still also going to bet on tennis also in the swedish open uh I'm picking Alexander Shevchenko plus 101 versus Juan Manuel Serondolo. Give me Shevchenko to uh to pull off the the little bit of an upset. I almost picked a I almost picked a bet where the guy was like plus 750 or something to, to that's win. a lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's it would have been a uh, high risk high reward, I guess. But um, yeah, our betting has not been good in the last couple last couple shows. Yeah, I'm one and one. I think you guys are zero and two. So we're yeah. all th- we went over last week or last show. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Hopefully, people um, are not taking our advice. Yeah, thirty birds. I think we. Do you guys both live in a state that you can't bet in? I'm not allowed and to bet not legally. Yeah, in my yeah. can't so. legally bet in my state either. Okay, um, dirty birds of the of the weekend. 
Um, Jimmy Butler is reportedly dating Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Uh, here's a quote from U.S. Weekly. Jimmy makes Shakira smile. And Shakira is happy spending time with him. They follow each other on Instagram as well. Bunch of headlines out there. Uh, of course, Jimmy Butler played for the Golden Eagles of Marquette. And that's how he is a dirty bird. I mean, he could be a main bird. He found love. That's all that matters. That is good for him. I'm glad they're happy together. Uh, my dirty birds of the week are going to be Team Wilson and uh, her WNBA All-Star game, or game team. rather. They were the heavy favorites. They were my best beat of the weekend. And uh, they lost. They lost to Team <laughs> Brianna Stewart. Um uh, you may be wondering why are they dirty birds? Because Asia Williamson and her starting center, who was in the spelling bee, Aaliyah Boston, they both went to South Carolina. They were both Gamecocks, uh, and they're dirty birds. They cost me a free game. Sir Big Spur. Yep. Did you say Asia Williamson? He I said bet. Elijah. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> Elijah. What a mispronounce it out the wazoo. I meant to say um, Asia Wilson if I if I did say that. Uh, yeah, that that, that was unfortunate, Peyton. Yeah, I, you texted. We have a group chat for our show. <laughs> Just you you were very outraged at that. And now we went over. Oh, you you couldn't have even uh, rubbed it in on us for for being the only one to get his bet this last show. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, tough. Uh, my dirty bird of the weekend. Um, I am going with Steph Curry. I wanted to talk about this in some form um, because Sabrina Ionescu beat Steph Curry's uh, record in the three-point contest. She got 37, only missed two threes um, the entire time. Steph Curry gave her uh, some some praise on Twitter for that. It was obviously a, a crazy performance. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu was an Oregon duck, so Steph Curry beaten by a duck, dirty bird, de facto. And maybe will this mean he'll try and enter the three-point contest next year to, to get his title back? But, yeah, shout-out to Sabrina. That's pretty crazy to only miss uh, miss two threes. It would have been a better fit for, for the main bird. But, um, you know, I got, I, got, I got to spit and zone it how I, how I wanted. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Steph Curry also had a crazy weekend himself. I mean, he hit a hole. Well, that's true. One. Yeah, he had the hole in one. Uh, in the American Century Championship, someone handed him a basketball on a course. He threw it backwards over his head and almost made it first try. Um, there were some funny tweets about that, but yeah, yeah. So shout out, shout out, Sabrina Ionescu. Thirty-seven. I think thirty-seven he should, points. He should. They should do one where they combine it, like the best, the best shooters from the WNBA and the best from the NBA. And they That'd should, be like, cool. Go on a battle, like they could do like a team too. Like one person from the WNBA teams up with someone from the NBA, and then they, they like, put their points together. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Also, that noise I made was a duck because she was an Oregon duck. I think we got, but cool. What'd you learn, Peyton? (laughs) Best thing I learned this week, uh, Kansas football, who Mizzou was notably not, they were afraid to play, uh, in the Liberty bowl. Mizzou was petrified of six and six Kansas. Um, Kansas football lost a, a a recruit, a a recruit this weekend, uh, because not to another team because of baseball, um, multi-sport star, Noah Barber of Blue Valley North. He was a 6'3", 180-pound DB who was committed to KU football. He signed with the Kansas City Royals. He signed a free agent deal. So I don't even know if he was drafted. I didn't check that. Wow. (laughs) The way that tweet makes it sound, he was just undrafted and decided, "Mm, I'd rather go play for the Royals organization than Kansas football. Uh, That's the best thing I learned. 
Is uh, what position does he play in baseball? Uh, I don't know. We don't know. Because <laughs> if he do any uh, research was... on this guy, all <laughs> <laughs> that he was he was committed to Kansas and then is not at Kansas anymore. I was just gonna say if he's a if he's a pitcher, does Barber have a cutter? Like oh man. I mean, I'm interested Kenny, in this. Like? I'm lo- I'm looking at I'm looking more. Look into up if he's right a pitcher. Uh, so he was a pitcher and outfielder and a shortstop. He was a pitcher. Okay. Um, he probably more a He was a he was a preferred walk on. So he wasn't even. He oh, was yeah. I didn't even see that. But hey, Five that makes sense three. then. I mean, this was a Google search away. You see, I'm trying to find him. <laughs> I didn't look, at, I didn't look it up. I just, for not doing his research. I did. I researched everything else. I didn't research that. I was just like, <laughs> it ah, is pretty crazy though that a high schooler. Dude. I'd never seen this before that a high schooler who went undrafted signs a free agent deal after the draft. So I'm interested to know what the details yes. are on that contract. This is wow in Kenny's. This is wow in Kenny's world. Kenny's also I've a seen draft, this a draft hawk. I mean, he loves the MLB draft. He loves minor league systems. Just go peruse his Twitter Trans- transaction pages. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was going to be a corner. He was going to be a corner oh. in Kansas. Oh. Yeah, I, I can understand not wanting to get burned by. Uh, big 12 receivers and just choosing it's, to go play baseball. Kansas football actually tweeted a photo of him in his full uh, uniform and him throwing a baseball up in the air on the Hoffman scoreboard. Everyone in the <laughs> comments. Uh, why does yeah, this they... seem so passive aggressive? Good luck to our guy, Noah <laughs> Barber, who has signed in as an undrafted free agent with the Royals. I don't know what was passive aggressive about that, but um, yeah. congrats to Kansas. Seems a little fans. cringe. All right, best thing I learned, uh, Jack can actually talk about this a little bit more, but there's a new segment for Missouri oh, yeah. Hoops. Of course, we had the Sternberg Scoop last season. This season, we have Noah's Ark. Uh, first trip on the Ark, Nick Honor, and freshman guard Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson looks so young compared to those two guys. And another thing that I really uh, pointed out about um, Noah Carter is I think he has a new tattoo. He has a tattoo of his name Ooh. on his arm. Right here. Wait, I cool. did notice right. that it just says Noah Carter on his arm. Yeah, it says Noah Carter. I think he also has a cross. So I, I mean, I is, is I it in a is it in is it in cursive or is it like comic? Sans? No, it's block letters. Oh wow, so, that's, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's a choice. Might, it might have hurt. I would do it. I would hurt. do it in the like worst, most generic like English school font that you like you could find. Just comic Sans or like Arial uh-huh. times New Roman. Um, but yeah, that's the, the uh, new segment there. And I, you know, I think Jack's mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, this is my, uh, so I, I wrote about the Mizzou men's basketball team last season and I had learned about Noah's Ark very early on and I never, I never like followed up on it with a story. So I, w- I would have been able to call this content stolen if I had, but, um, alas, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I really wanted to take a ride on the boat and just do like an interview with, with Noah friend of the show. Um, has been on here but mm-hmm. yeah that, it's it's still cool though i'm glad they're doing something with the uh with the boat and if any if any uh missourian writers listening to this there's a little story idea for you go go write about the boat i will carry on my leg carry on my legacy i will also say um this it was a good segment i enjoyed it um especially nick honors just funny um <laughs> he but, is funny jeez mm-hmm. but i wanted to see if they caught a fish I don't think they caught a fish. They didn't show them. <laughs> they, they, they definitely would have showed one if they caught one. Yeah. Where Where is that pond that they were in? I, I have no idea where it is. But Stevens Lake okay. Park. <laughs> but I don't know. I, Noah's a big can't get a fisher, boat in there. A big fisher of men. Um, because I mean, if you remember just a few weeks ago, I mean, him and Dennis were out were out fishing. Dennis was probably dropping the dad wisdom. Oh yeah. 
you know you um, know what they say noah you know feed a man a fit give a man a fish you'll feed him for a day teach a man to fish you'll feed him for a lifetime the only reason he's teach- saying that is because someone tweeted at him today zach hernandez friend of the yeah. show teach a man to fish uh he'll tattoo his own name on his arm um I, I think that that'll be a future um, antler sign. I feel like at the Mizzou student section is like fish caught and they'll just have like a, like a ticker and they'll, they'll cool. keep updating it as more segments come out. Do you think like, what are they going to do in December for the segment? Like ice fishing? There's not, I, there's that would be really there. sick. That would be really sick. If they did it would that. be that sick. Would be cool. It would be sick. I don't think it, the ice gonna... is thick enough to ice fish in Missouri. It makes it easier to get to the water. <laughs> no, especially if your body can fall through it. Yeah, yeah. You're already with the fish then, and you can just scoop them up. No, you will go into shock within seconds and drown. What if they do noodling? You know, do you guys know oh, what noodling man. is? That's how you catch catfish, and it's where you stick your arm in the catfish's hole, like burrow that it lives in, and it mm-hmm. bites your arm, and you pull it up. That's how you catch it. Oh wow! I have seen that before. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I I would like that. That terrifies me. Rather, um, with just a fishing pole. That's years of growing up watching a river monsters on a like Animal Planet. That show was deadliest catch. Yeah, deadliest catch. Shows rock. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Deadliest catch has zero zero fish being caught. It is crab. It's crabs. Uh, My best thing I learned this week: Philip Rivers. He's back in the headlines because he's having another child, his 10th. That means uh, with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback, uh, they can now make a full NFL uh, offense. Uh, ESPN, in fact, made a graphic when they announced this of, of all of his kids lined up in, in positions. And they said that Philip Rivers' wife was the coach and GM. I just think this is kind of funny. And, you know, how many wins could they get against the Tom Brady-led Patriots? I, I've made this joke before, but they need to have Philip Rivers' family go against Antonio Cromartie's family uh, because that would be a showdown for the ages. If you don't know, Antonio Cromartie also has a large family. What about the Foremans? They could face the, the Foremans. Isn't it with, all, uh, all of George Foreman's kids are like George? That's, that's what I was going to say. I'm disappointed Philip Rivers didn't name all of his kids like just Philip Rivers because that, that's what George Foreman did. There's like George the Ninth or whatever. Phil- Philippines Rivers. I mean, like he could go anywhere with Phil- Philippines rivers, <laughs> Philippines <laughs> rivers. Yeah, I mean Filipina. Like if, if it's a girl, I mean you could do anything with just sure. Philippa. That is what George. That's literally what George Phil? did. I think he only has one Phil Philip. He has a Georgina, I'm pretty sure, or Georgia. Yes, one the one. Two. I think he only has one girl, and it's Georgina, and then the rest yeah. are all George Foreman. But yeah, so shout right, out here. The- shout out the ESPN graphic. Oh yeah, good. Get the names. Run them down. Philippi or <laughs> Philippi. Uh, Philip and Tiffany Rivers' children. Hallie. Oh, Penelope. That could be another one. That could be a good one. Close enough. Uh, Caroline, Grace, Gunner, Sarah, Peter, Rebecca, Claire, Anna, and then their baby boy on the way. Who will be named Garth. One of the kids was born oh, when he was still at NC State. Yeah, oh, go oh, Wolf. Yeah. Should have named it Mr. Did, Wolf. Wait, should we, should we take a name? What, what would you name Philip Rivers' 10th child, given that you've heard the first nine? Nash and Paul. <laughs> I, I, like I think he's got to have a Philip Jr. He's got 10, 10 kids and not one Philip Jr. No, the bo- the yeah, first boy a- has to be Philip Jr. Oh, Nash right. is a good one. Too late. Nash is a really We'll change good Gunner's one. name to Philip Jr. and name the 10th kid Gunner. You can do that. What about Elia? I kind of like Elia. <laughs> Elia? Elia Rivers. Or <laughs> what if he names it like Mississippi? 
like Mississippi rivers. Mississippi like that rivers. would be awesome. <laughs> Colorado like rivers. Muddy. Ni- Nile. Muddy. Nile. M-U-D-D-Y. Muddy, Muddy rivers. Red. That would be awesome. Red, red rivers. rivers. Red rivers. Oh I like gosh. red. So I'm going to go with red. Here. Yeah. Philip Rivers, watch this show and, and get at us and name your kid that. Um, but yeah, 10th kid for Philip Rivers. Ratio. Ratio of the week. Um, this one comes from a, co- a comment on the SEC Network. Uh, Mizzou had their SEC Network takeover on July 10th. Uh, I don't. Let me see who this guy's a fan of. He doesn't have it in his bio or anywhere else. His name is David on Twitter. He said, I think I hate Eli more than Dabo. I don't think anyone likes Eli. He had 97 replies, seven likes, and two quote tweets. Um, a lot of Mizzou fans getting after him and telling him that they like Eli. I think it, it was just depends. Ninety-seven people saying I like Eli. I like Eli. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it one comment that's not I like Eli. Oh, one here's guy's one. is just Case IH Reds. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, a you great at. You have to read it like uh, like Case then, IH. Yeah, do it like the announcement. Red zone. Red zone. What other things did they have sponsored? The first they have the, down like, twenty-yard like, line. Oh God! It was something bank first down. Central bank, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, central mm-hmm. bank. Central first bank. down. I'm gonna change my at to central bank first down. D O U. We didn't hear uh, the one... case I threatened much last year. Yeah. Oh, I think this guy's a South Carolina fan. After reading some of these replies, uh, someone said fire drink, but he still owns you. One person actually replied, "I don't like Eli." I'm not gonna read you what his name is on Twitter. Um, but he is a Southern Cal and Clemson fan. Interesting. What? Southern Cal yeah. and Clemson yeah. fan. Yeah. He, it's not fan I thought maybe it was USC as in for like South Carolina, but South no, he Carolina. wrote he wrote out Southern Cal. Southern Cal. Yeah. SoCal. Nice. Yeah, good good ratio. ratio. Uh, the, that was so- the replies scrolling through and just seeing I like Eli, I like Eli, I like Eli was funny. That I was like submitted Eli. by Justin Bear, uh, friend of the show, oh, yeah, works in the show. Denver, Colorado. Not trying to dox, just saying he lives in Denver. There you go. Kenny has gotten in trouble with doxing people on the show. Before. <laughs> yeah. I almost, I pretty much doxed phone numbers. Earlier. I said where he used to live, but we've had phone, we've had phone numbers. Yeah. Um, you doxed yourself too. You lived with me. We did. were roommates. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Everyone here has been a roommate to to Kenny. And with that, we'll go to the final segment. Talk some Tennessee football. All right, uh, we're gonna finish the show. Uh, going back to a little SEC talk, staying on the football side of things, because we had, um, you know, a, a bigish story uh, with, you know, as it as it relates to Mizzou, it is one of their SEC um, opponents year on year. So um, I thought it was, anymore, thought it was a, a good headline. I guess, I guess not anymore after this. Yeah. But um, yeah, one of Mizzou's SEC rivals opponents, so to speak, um, got in a little bit of trouble uh, recently. Tennessee football hit with a bunch of sanctions. Um over 200 uh, violations the NCAA found in terms of recruiting while head coach Jeremy Pruitt was there. This was over the 2019 and 2020 seasons. So over the past couple of days, um, what's come out is they've had to um, vacate their 11 wins across those two seasons. Um, they've been given five years probation. They've had to pay an $8 million fine. Like I said, over 200 recruiting violations, including over 18 level one violations, um, $60,000 of impermissible, impermissible benefits made to players by coach Pruitt and his wife. Um, and yeah, I'll, uh, we have, we have more details we can talk about, but 
I guess, guys, your first impression with just all of this. And then the headline, I should say the main thing, summing all that up, Tennessee not given a postseason ban for any of this, despite Mm -hmm. the amount and the scale of some of these and the amount of money involved. No postseason ban for Tennessee. So they'll still be able to go to bowls, still be able to, of course, compete for the college football playoff, which I think a lot of people are expecting them to do this year under Josh Heupel now. Uh, But yeah, thoughts, thoughts, first impressions on on this situation with Tennessee. Um, I have two thoughts. Uh, the first one is really quick. Uh, it's funny that Coach uh, Pruitt and I both like McDonald's bags. Uh, I like it for the food. <laughs> he likes putting money for recruits in them. Uh, but my other thought is, if you're a program and you know there's violations in your program with recruiting or whatnot, don't cooperate with the NCAA. Nothing will happen to you, okay? Mizzou tried to get out in front of it when they had improper tutoring, and they're like, "Hey, we had a rogue tutor. It's just two <laughs> players. Jeez. We're hey. and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> Kelly Bryant, you don't get to play in a bowl game this year." Um, that was 2019, of course, our freshman year. 2019, we didn't get to go to a bowl game because a rogue tutor went went off. Um, but you can sure. Sure as hell, put $60,000 in McDonald's bags, drop them off at like a gas station or something. I haven't read through all the details and have a recruit come pick them up and you just erase a few wins. Um, Oh, oh, yeah, this also does mean uh, that Elia Drinkwitz officially has an above 500 season at Mizzou. So take that, haters. Yeah, he went five and four in his first season in 2020. Now um, that game never happened, I guess, against Tennessee. And my, one of my favorite parts about that game against Tennessee was week two in Knoxville. I remember there were being some like reports that players on the Mizzou side were saying that Tennessee defensive players were like yelling hard counts like at the offensive linemen to get them to jump and just like getting in their heads and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't know if that's against the rules. I don't think there's a rule against it, but I thought that was funny. That was one of the things they pointed out. Um, all time now, uh, Mizzou has five wins. Tennessee has four. Uh, so Mizzou is now the leader in that category. Tennessee did have four consecutive wins against Mizzou. Of course, two of those were in Columbia. Two of those were in Knoxville. So now the win streak is only two games for Tennessee and not four. Also, actually, Full one more thing. Disclosure. I was going to say, I don't think it actually works like that. I don't think they just yeah, the, erase the wins. Well, the wins, yeah, the wins, don't get, the wins don't get flipped, but Tennessee does, like, yeah, they lose those wins in the record, yeah. Yeah, Which so I'm saying, I, I mean, does Mizzou gain, like, they, I'm not going to say they're going to gain two wins, but those two losses never happen, really, right? I don't know how that works. I'd have to look that up. I saw some people say they would technically be able to now say, "Hey, we're only five and we're five and four against Tennessee," mm-hmm. but others were like, "No, that's not how it works." So. Yeah. Okay. Well, other thing I just saw is a headline. It's this article was posted five minutes ago by a Indiana Hoosiers website, and it says, "Remembering the 2020 Indiana Tennessee Gator Bowl," and it just read to me like, "Oh, the Gator Bowl died. Like that year, that get like that Gator Bowl is dead now because it never happened." And they're just talking about how Tennessee ended up beating Indiana in the Gator Bowl. And I guess they're saying, like, maybe if it they weren't cheating, uh, Indiana would have won. Hey, <laughs> I was going to say with your Mizzou hard counts, if Tennessee was doing impermissible benefits, wouldn't be all that shocking if they were just straight up cheating. And exactly. And, you know, look at spying on Mizzou signals or whatever. It was six to three I at halftime in this game. Oh. <laughs> 
that was the year Indiana was really good. God, 2020 football was really bad. Um, yeah, it was. It was not good. It was not good. But yeah, no, I, I, it was. It's just kind of funny to see another SEC program get just over 200 violations, and Josh Heupel just you get to go to a bowl game next year. So they made the yeah. Gator Bowl at two and seven. Yeah, there were bad teams in bowl games that year. Two and eight South Carolina was supposed to be in the Gasparilla Bowl before they got COVID. It was oh a gosh. bad, bad yeah, it was year. A bad season. Who won the national championship that year? That was Bama. That was the, was that Bama. Yeah, the CFP was great. Oh I yeah, remember. that was twenty twenty Bama because there were there was yeah. the it was the comparison to LSU and Bama. That was like the. Mm-hmm. Because they were both really Devontae dominant. Smith won the Heisman. Heisman. Uh, it was yeah. Mizzou played. I believe. It, yeah, they did. They That's probably right. had the second closest loss, if I'm not mistaken. And the yeah. first was Notre Dame in the CFP semifinal. Yeah. Um. The, I just think you know Peyton mentioned with the 200, just that number. And you talk. I'm glad you brought up the Mizzou Rogue Tutor thing already, because I think this is just ridiculous that like. You know, Mizzou, like it just makes the Mizzou ruling. I know it's years ago now and it really doesn't doesn't matter. Like none of that regime's even really there anymore, but it just makes it all that more ridiculous. And the hypocrisy of the NCAA just shines again. There was a quote. Um, it was like it's it said something like because Tennessee showed exemplary cooperation after the violations were first reported, um, though though a postseason ban was removed from any array of available penalties. In this case, the committee felt the punishment fits the crime. I, I just think, like, it, it's so ridiculous to say that after what they did to Mizzou when they also cooperated in a situation not even like this. This is paying, you know, this is paying athletes to come to college and just straight-up violation. Mizzou had a tutor that was just, like, taking tests for kids. I, I don't I don't understand this um, uh, from, a, from a hypocritical standpoint, but go. Speaking, do you have something? Look, Tennessee football teams. Um, Kenny, I'm really sorry. Uh, but Diana Russini of ESPN just tweeted, three-time All-Pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is expected to sign with the Tennessee Titans. Oh, breaking disgusting. news. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Oilers. That's terrible. He's, he's making a homecoming, uh, Kenny, but it'll be, it'll be on the other sideline. I'm sorry. I know... <laughs> This is probably not what you were hoping for. Um, I have my jersey of the week. Why on earth he's choosing to sign with um, Tennessee? Uh, I have not no even. idea, but he will be a Tennessee Titan. Is there, is Big there week for Tennessee football. Is their quarterback Josh Dobbs still? Or do they have Tannehill back? No, no, it's not. It's Tannehill. It is Tannehill. Dobbs was oh, so God. bad, they just let him walk after. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, Kenny. It's fine. I mean, quick. Thoughts. I wanted him. To, I wanted him to come home. I wanted him to come home to Houston. He posted a video of him driving past NRG on Kirby Drive, like right when he hit free agency. He was like just joking, like, "Oh, am I going to go back?" And now he's going to the Titans. It's just gross. It's like looking at pictures of Andre Johnson in other uniforms. It's a little bit different, of course, because he played a couple of seasons in Arizona. But it's like seeing one of your star. You know, franchise wide receivers play for division rivals. Gross. Didn't didn't Andre Johnson also go to the Titans? He played for the Titans oh, and the Colts. So just two rival, two division yeah. rivals. That is so. I'd that be ugh. I for some so reason. It sucks this, to be a Texans fan. This never happened, but I can like vividly like see him just like wearing 
a um, Seahawks uniform, and I don't know why, but he never was a Seahawk. Maybe it was like a rumor at one point, but um, this is like when speaking of Seahawks, though, it's like when Sherman went to the Niners. That was annoying. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, and then, and, and then he broke into someone's house, but this is a little I bit mean, different. This, my, <laughs> this guy's not breaking into a house. Come through, yes. Um, I mean, he is making a semi homecoming. He'll now be able to don the Oiler blue. Can I leave? Yeah, is it possible to leave? <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think they're wearing those uniforms this year, and they're probably going to wear them against the Texans. So. That is- Really, really bad that Tennessee gets to wear Oilers. Yeah, wait, like, how do they, how do they, yeah, why do they let that happen? They've, That's wild. They've done, well, they've the done franchise. it before when they, when they, when they uh, lost that famous 59 nothing game to New England, they wore the Oilers throwbacks for that. Oiler blue. I know, I know they are the franchise. It's just like they have no ties to, like that uniform is no tie to Nashville. It's just, yeah, because so there's weird. a lot of oil rigs in uh, the middle in of Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys didn't know. Under, mm-hmm. Underneath that river, there's a bunch of oil. And then a bunch of people are going to say, like, they're going to say to me, there's another bunch of oil rigs in Houston. Yeah, there is. You know, I could see it. If I drive to Galveston, I see all the smoke. So I see the oil. <laughs> all the haze. Yeah. Earl I breathe it in hate. every day. So. <laughs> well, Warren, day Moon the, uh... Warren Moon was a titan. He was. Warren Moon was a titan. Um, yeah, wow. Good breaking news. Um, but yeah, Tennessee college football. A lot of, lot of penalties doesn't really matter because they can still go to the college football playoff. The other thing I just wanted to mention was that the eight million fine. Do you know where that figure was dug up from? I probably the NCAA just throwing darts. But what they is they said reason? they said that the the eight million was how much money Tennessee would lose if they got a bowl ban. That's ridiculous. And didn't go to the playoff, which I think is absurd. And also like. Just a, a very nice, blatant blanket over the like. Oh no, you also know NCAA that you'd lose a ton of money from one of your best current football teams not being able to participate in the bowl. But you know, thanks. And it's yeah, a major university is going to struggle to pay off an eight million dollar fine. I I just uh, I've NCAA never been one to be like, years. oh, the world is against Mizzou or the NCAA hates Mizzou. But things like this definitely make it a lot easier to see that side of things it's it's not even for me an against mizzou thing it's just like the ncaa being just a joke of an organization at times that's that's all i'll i'll Mm -hmm. happily i'll happily Mm -hmm. stand by that i I can say that for sure uh jack do you remember when we were in uh indianapolis and we were banging on the doors of the ncaa headquarters (laughs) and then this is a good story to bring up yeah go ahead someone over the intercom went Hey, stop doing that. We were just like, what? Like, we like looked up. Yeah. We were so confused because we were just banging on the doors trying to get in. Yeah, this was in 2019. We wanted to go to the, I think it was just like a museum, like a college sports museum. Yeah, we thought, we thought it was we the went, museum. Yeah, we went in the back way. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a friend of the show who very bravely, I remember we were making jokes like, they're going to pull out a laser and just on site, <laughs> trap door will open, it'll fall in. <laughs> He'll have to live down there with Jeremy Pruitt for two years before he's allowed back. Mm-hmm. Um, they did yeah. come down. I'll give the NCAA this. Like Jeremy Pruitt might never be able to be a head coach again. They did levy they some did. pretty he, big punishments on him. He has to sit for a year if he's hired back as a as mm-hmm. a head coach in for an NCAA team. So yep. Get ready to learn high school football, buddy. Um, um, last thing I want to note before we get out of here, um, there was a pretty long tweet from Jim Nagy, who's the uh, president of the Reese's Senior Bowl, 
And he like gave a lot of props to Tyron Hopper, Darius Robinson, and just Mizzou's defense in general. Darius Robinson replied to him, thanks, Jim Nagy, for the evaluation. I'll see you in Mobile after the season. That's, that's, oh, that's there a we pretty go. hard tweet right there. Of course, yeah. Darius Robinson did receive an invite to one of the bowls at the end of last season. It wasn't I think it was the senior bowl. Wasn't it? It was, oh, it was not invited to the recent senior bowl. It was one of the, the lower bowls. Um, he foregoed it, and he returned to college and looking for an NFL opportunity after this season. There we go. He kind should of be use. very much getting one. I would think yeah. he'll be yeah. having his stock rise quite a bit this season. Agree to agree. So good, 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 happy note to end the show on. Go Darius Robinson. He's 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 living he's living large in in Mizzou. And yeah, I think I agree. I think his stock will jump up ahead of ahead of next year. Um, all right, that'll do it for the unwritten rule for this week. We'll be back. Another fresh show for you guys on Friday. Maybe another school will get a random show cause ban. I can get more mad at the NCAA. Or maybe, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins will have some funny tweets about Welcome to Nashville. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us. Everyone, have a fun and safe week. We will see you on Friday. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.